That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello! It doesn't matter! What? (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy rocked me. He rocked me in so many ways. Oh, it was good. My name is Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Jeremy Cobb, but Ganon Bort, hi, oh, Miss Ganon Bort. Ganon Bort calls me Scaramy. <laughs> Scaramy. Have we not had Scaramy? I feel Weirdly, like. Weirdly, I don't think we have. Let me check. I don't think wow. we have, though. If we haven't had Scaramy, that feels. Uh, I, not, like, I feel like I've heard someone say Scaramy before. Uh, yeah, this is, but no, this is the I'm first Scaramy we've had. This is the first Scaramy. Wow. Okay. It sounds yeah. like a missed yeah. opportunity well until done. now. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. It's like when you find um, those fossils just lying on the ground. Yeah. Like, do you know what it was? I think everyone was focusing, everyone focusing on the cob region for their for their fossils. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that was where everyone is. was putting their energy into the cob. <laughs> and maybe maybe we've neglected the Jeremy for too long. Yes. That's what it is. Uh, well, you may have heard, wonderful audience, that we have an extra special guest with us here today. A, uh, I would say, a, a long-standing friend of the pod uh, mm. and someone who we've definitely needed to have on for a long, 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 long time. Uh, he's a uh, incredible photographer. He refused to. Uh, he wanted me to say like uh, middling or, or decent. kind of like decent. Is better I think than was the word. Decent is yeah, better yeah. than middling. Decent is better. Decent than is like middling. a six but out I'm, of ten. I feel six. Well, to seven. I refuse. I refuse to do, uh, use either of those. Uh, an incredible photographer, a brilliant voice actor, uh, and an amazing writer, and all-round nice guy. It's KP! <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. <laughs> Full Prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black. Cake glitches and pitches. lands in the cosmos. Oh, no! On a into something real big now oh my goodness i i've just been elevated well beyond my position and i it's it's very lofty up here and a lot a little drafty yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, we've been trying we've been contacting the landlord for years trying to get this draft taken care of truly unfortunately the, the, the landlord tower. is an eldritch being and uh, does yeah, not yeah. respond kindly to any of our requests uh, yeah yeah jamal doesn't have emails so uh, uh it's oh, been hard to get jamal. hold of um, um but kp how are you doing how are you doing today i'm doing fantastic and i'm doing even better knowing that i get this opportunity to chat with you guys i've been oh, i i i I'm not going to lie, I have not had the opportunity to properly listen to you guys. Like, I've seen clips, I've heard from you, and I just am a huge fan of each of you guys individually and what you guys do. Uh, but it's one of those things where I'm just like, oh, I wish I one day I'll be good enough that I can be on their guy, that guy's their, their podcast and, and be with them and ah, have an opportunity to crazy. chat with them. Because honestly, you, I think you guys are super cool and all the things you guys do is Thank super you. cool. And, and to be here with all of you and, and, and just to nerd out and chat and, you know, hang out. It's a huge <laughs> That's what we do. That, yeah. That is what we do. Uh, Thank and, you. Well, we appreciate you saying that's very, very kind of you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, very few people have ever cool called enough. us cool. <laughs> I'm actually very curious about this. I, re- I was thinking about this earlier today. I really want to sit down with a lot of TTRPG people, especially the ones who to me seem cool. Uh-huh. And I think are widely considered cool and see, were they cool? In high school, like did did people at large no. consider them cool? Because people at large I did not consider say, me cool. No, not me. I I feel like I can confidently say there's like a few who were cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's like a couple that are cool, but I'm I can't sure. think there's a lot oh, that were cool. We are all cut from the same cloth. I feel we're so like we come from the same dorkish cloth the nerdy cloth of wanting to be mm. a little extra, loving something a little too much that people didn't quite yeah. understand, uh, a little out there, not quite knowing how to be social around other people unless 
we are in that same niche group of people around us. I know for a fact, I certainly was not cool. I, I thought I was kind of cool. I thought I had a great group of friends. I did have great groups of friends, but I definitely was not like the popular kid in school of mm. any sort. I think, especially, I, I don't think I really even started coming on to my own uh, and, or into my own, not onto, into my own, onto sounds weird. Into, 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 yeah, into yeah, 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 yeah. Coming onto myself. I don't think you want to. What? I don't think you want to come onto yourself. Come on your own what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think I really, you know, understood myself and how to interact with people until like I want to say like junior year, not even junior years, senior year of high school. Like I literally had a moment. I, you ever have those? memories that you sometimes that just pop up in your head and you just go why the hell was i like that yeah. why was i oh yeah why? all the time and it's just yeah, like all the time. you get this shame i, I do that now yeah exactly I do right? that now. It's psychic damage <laughs> it's 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 delayed psychic damage just showing up the dm's like hey, hey, rolls 2d6 and you're just like oh <laughs> out of nowhere. why did i say that like there's this yeah. one interaction i like it just haunts me to this day of kp you're so stupid you're such a like, why were you that weird social awkward kid? Like, how did you even think this was acceptable? And that was in freshman year of high school. I remember I was in leadership class and this older, I think he was a junior or senior. He was a you know very handsome football player, like definitely a popular kid, but also a really nice guy, right? He really genuinely, like, he was oh, like, they, 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 actual they, nice guy. Lane. Yeah, and like a nice, pick a, a lane. A good person, right? Yeah. And at least from what mm. I remember, and uh, the, the, the class had us all like a, a, a senior or junior match up with a freshman so that they had like a, a buddy or a mentor to help walk them through the high school experience and stuff. And so this guy was my mentor and he was very kind he would he took me under his wing and so i think i just became too familiar i don't know why i thought this was a cool thing to do oh, i no. walked up to him and i thought it'd be a oh, fun no. ha we're friends haha thing and i kicked him in the shit oh no what oh, why no. i just i don't know <laughs> i thought that was socially acceptable <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm with you like just not genuinely not meaning it yeah i have a story actually should we make this the lore drop wow. by yeah. the way yeah. Yeah, we're just telling this, this should be the lore drop for sure of our i don't think this, i ever this, shared yeah, that yeah, it should be the too drop. like i don't know why i never shared it but yeah i never had the okay that's the lore drop which means we can no longer we're, uh, we're officially embargoed from asking kp I'm any old. more questions about that particular subject <laughs> i have i have one because yeah you saying that where i'm just like i look at myself i'm like dude like I what? understand what I was thinking, but I was so wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so uh, this this reflects <laughs> so poorly on on past me in so many ways. But there was so at church, uh, I, uh -oh. I grew up going to church uh, all the time, and one of we the, were already on the back the, foot. We were like, we're in church. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, we're in church. Okay. Um, there's, there's a lot of ways this could go wrong already. <laughs> you know, uh, not any of the normal ways that you would expect somebody to go wrong in church. So I, okay. um, I there was this this uh, girl in the youth group with me. I was like maybe 14 at the time. That this mm -hmm. happened. Um, oh, freshman in high school. There it is. I, especially back then, had like a, I, I found it very strange. I found tanning as a very, to be a very strange activity. Still is. Like it didn't oh, make sense to me. Still does Because I was no. just like, it's, why are you giving yourself like sun damage mm -hmm. to try and look more like me? Yeah. Just like embrace the way that you look. You look fine. Why do you do that? that and. Seems logical uh, to me, even to this day. I went, mm -hmm. yeah. So I went up to this. <laughs> <laughs> to this poor girl and i have to oh, right no. off the bat give all the credit she took it like a champ Oof. uh but i i went up and i was like yo why do you always tan and stuff you you you're, you're so pretty you look horrible <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> you look horrible? to this day to this day thinking of that i'm like bro that is horrendous. Oh, Why that did you is say that? Because okay, I didn't so... mean it in like I don't know how to explain it. I genuinely did not mean it in a way that was to be hurtful. Yeah, yeah. But there was I, such the a way disconnect. Yeah, there was but such also, a disconnect between think... everything I said and how I said it and what I intended the effect to be that it is mind-boggling also... to me to this day. <laughs> 
like outside of something that's just like actively like a like a, an offensive phrase, I don't know. There's even a much worse word that you could have picked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like horrible yeah. is like truly like that. Like that would I? I don't know how I would take that if a fourteen year old came up to me. She took it so well. I was like, <laughs> what? Like what? A, I, well, we can't ask follow yeah, questions. But my gosh, I will say this. I will say this. My youth pastor was also standing there at the time, and he was like. Jeremy, what? <laughs> like, so horrified. And that was the only indication that I was like, oh, wait, was that not the good thing to say? Like, I, I truly did not understand That's, for years. Yeah, it's like, it, it's definitely like a common thing, I think, especially uh, um, for like younger people to get the like the kind of like double like the false ne- like false positive thing mm-hmm. and like seeing it very earnestly as like a oh I'm giving you a compliment, but it's just like but I don't think kids c- truly do not understand the backhanded yeah. nature of said yeah. compliments. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's just yeah. like you know, it's like there's uh, no filter. Uh, there's no filter. Yeah, there's no filter. There, or at least yeah. it hasn't been properly established yet, and it just comes across as yeah. who, like Love some it. of the kids, like young young um, kids, say, "My goodness!" And you just sit there going, mm-hmm. "Oh God, that's hurtful. Mm-hmm. That is so hurtful." But you're so tiny and yes. cute. I can't do anything about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched a video online of this uh, as young girl. Uh, her mum was like trying on this like black dress that she'd got and she was like looking really happy with herself and the, the daughter like the mum you can see like she's feeling herself yeah, she's yeah. like oh wow look at this new dress I've got on you know and the girl comes up to her and just goes mum are you pregnant again and the mum's like and immediately you just see her shoulders like Slouch. like just deflate oh, and then no. and then uh, she's like no sweetie I'm not and goes and then she just the daughter just grabs her belly and goes but it looks like it and tries to shake the belly and it's just like it's like i really felt like quite like i was like oh. it's those moments you're just like, like I, had a- I wish you were you were immune to any sort of damage so i can just punch you like a football yeah. right now <laughs> yeah 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 no no, no i think it's even it, the, the wish for me goes even beyond that the wish for me is i wish you were a completely random stranger <laughs> that just said that so that i could just do you know what i mean so that yeah. i could just scream at you yeah. like and it would be fine oh. but the fact that you're my child you know, if anything, this just reflects poorly on me. Right, exactly. Like, some comments that I've made to other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It's, oh, I think what it is yeah. is like, at least for me, uh, I think it's it takes a, lo- a while for human beings to start modeling mm-hmm. other people's minds. Yeah, like an yes. understanding yeah. that, like, oh, when I do this, it actually comes to across to the person like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when I was a child, I used to bite people like very small. I like yeah. one or two. Right, uh, and I didn't know that it was like a painful thing until my mom bit me back. And then I never yeah. bit anybody again because I understood yeah. like, oh, it's bad because no. I bit her yeah. and then she just bit me. And I was like, oh, I just oh no. That's some solid parenting that, right that is solid. That is solid POC parenting right there. That yes, is, that is, you us three understand. We know that yeah, that is, yeah, oh yeah, that like, if you, yeah, yeah, nothing obviously. against my, 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 my white brethren and sisters, but y'all don't understand. But they'd be horrified. They'd be horrified. Yeah. I can imagine horrified. anybody else outside of our group heard that going, <gasps> child, child abuse. And I'm just like, bro, bro just relax. Nah, it's, it's, all, nah. it's all good. It's all good. Nah, <laughs> this is normal. It's normal. Yeah. She just, it was not uh, like I was bleeding. At the yeah, end. yeah, no, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You'll be fine. Moment, You'll be never fine. do it again. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know and Jeremy only has a small since. chunk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was literally going to make the same joke. Okay, Jasper's. I've got mine. My uh, high school related, uh, absolutely mega cringe. Uh, so, <clears throat> bear in mind that I went to a uh, an all boys high school, mm. so a uh, secondary school in the UK, and then you basically go to a different school for the final two years of high school in the UK. So uh-huh. junior and senior year are like a different school. And so I went to an all boys high school and then a uh, mixed scene, junior and senior. And uh, basically I went in, and it was the first time I had been around girls in like a school environment for the, like ever. Like, well, like since I was like, I don't know, young enough to like not really care about girls, right? right? And I uh, really got it in my head that I wanted to, uh, you know, I was like, I want to try and, you know, do more, be more, you know, attractive, whatever. And like, you know, uh, like what a girl's find attractive. And this girl that I really, really fancied, uh, she really liked like emo dudes. Um, <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah, you already know this is going. Is this when you had an afro? Uh, 
I can't ask any follow-up questions. (laughs) Yeah, this is is back when I had a very, very, very big afro. Um, It was literally past my shoulders. My afro was that big. Yeah, so impressively sized. It was a it was a really really big afro, and I'm, I'm missing the connection uh, one, between that and emo, though. Well, I well, have so an idea morning, of where this might go. I may be wrong, but I have a suspicion. <laughs> so one morning, I decided to uh, to use my mother's straightness oh, uh, to straighten. I knew it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it to straighten just the front part of my afro to give myself an emo fringe over over my over my uh, left eye, I think. <laughs> but wait for it. Guess and this is the last part of the story. My Nikki, if you're out there, I love you so fucking dearly. I can't express. Nikki is uh, she's my uh, she was one of my my black sisters at, at college, and she basically saw me from like a like as i was walking into college saw me from like a while away took off in a full fucking like knees up no. sprint and was just like you toilet now and she just threw me into the because t- i'd like gelled it down it, it wasn't gonna stay down it wasn't gonna stay down like it, it was it was just stood up i just kind of like gave myself like a vaguely kind of like k-pop hairstyle for a yeah, moment very anime you know? hairstyle there yeah just very anime hairstyle straight hair it, and so I had to gel it down, and so she literally like threw me into a cubicle, and we just sat there like just rinsing my head for about half an hour. Um, but she was like, she was like, sweetheart, I understand why you're doing this, but this isn't it. Oh, isn't it. bless um, her! You had a guardian yeah. angel. My yeah, I goodness, I really did. Absolutely, I really did. I truly. I don't think I honestly because like thinking back to it and the way that it makes me feel, I don't think that I would have recovered. No, emotionally, that's brutal. From that, like it would have been. I don't think I'm here now. No, no. That is your. If I go into college that day, that's your canon. You know. That's your camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. that was the beginning. That could have been the beginning of my villain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Happen. Like the, the yeah. abuse, the abuse I got on that day turns me into the Lex Luthor of my timeline. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but with an afro instead of being with an afro and an even longer and an even longer emo fringe. Colored only the tips colored green. No, 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 it no. gets worse. It of the, gets of the worse. straightened hair or of the whole fro? Then? No, 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 just, just the straight, colored... just the straightened hair. Oh, just, just the straight, just the straight, straight hair. hair. Just... Black eyeliner, <laughs> black eyeliner, fishnet yeah. uh, shirt. Oh, I now oh. need a character art of this. I need someone to make Jasmine. No, character. no, KP, don't put that uh, on yes, the beautiful. The power of yes. William Gothright. <laughs> that's, oh, that's what we need. Jeez, jeez. <laughs> well, thank, thank. All that is high and mighty that we're not here to talk about me today. I don't think I can bear much more of this. Uh, we are, in fact, here to talk about you, KP, and uh, very excited to have you on the show. Thank you, thank you for giving us your time. Oh, thank um, you. Uh, we we got to hang out recently, a big bad con, which was which was a ton of fun. Second, second uh, year in a row. Second year in a row, baby. Uh, it'll be three because there's no oh, way yeah. they're gonna have to. You know, they have to lock me up to <laughs> stop me from going again. Absolutely. Um, but before we, you know, we can talk all about all of that uh, shortly, but we'd love to just sort of, yeah. you know, tell the listeners what uh, what it was that started you down the nerdy journey. Oh, what was man. the uh, kind of origin story for a, a young KP? I'm assuming with full beard, because no. uh, I kind of really can't picture you without <laughs> oh. a beard. You know, you're one, you're one of those friends where I'm like, I can't physically, like your chin yeah. is the shape of your beard in my That's, head. You know, I can't uh, like- Can I just say you came out bearded? It, <laughs> yeah, I came into this world bearded. bearded. Yeah, oh, it took man. a long yeah. time to yeah. wash out the beard mm. after yeah. you were first born. <laughs> so yeah, what did what did young bearded KP get into uh, as their first uh, venture? Oh my god! I mean, like where where do I even start? I feel, I mean, I, I feel like the term nerdy can be as broad and or as specific as we want it to be, right? And I, I absolutely, I think for me, being nerdy, all honestly. What is nerdiness? It's just a passion for something that you really love, and you follow through, and you do all as much as you can to to learn about it and embody it, and have that as a you know point of conversation with friends. Um, so for me, I, I think either I, I can pick possibly two points in my life that I can think of that could be an example of that. First one, when I was still in India, uh, living in India, I think I was around seven, is when I got. Someone handed me a book of the adventures of Tintin. 
Mm. I don't know if you guys ever mm. read that comic series or or knew about, know about it. I've read a bit. Yeah, I know yeah. of it, but you know I have not it. read. Oh. It. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking the author's name. He's some French guy. It starts with an H. Herbs, 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 something. I don't forget. Um, I think he's French, or maybe he was like Dutch, something, something somewhere I think there. It's Dutch. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's like yeah, it's some kind of European. He he spoke French. That's all. I'll, I know. I'll, I'll find it out whilst you carry <laughs> on with the. Uh... But um, I think I just fell head over heel. I think that was the point where I fell in love with reading as well. And I think I became a nerd of reading books and re- just reading ad- about adventures and story and, and wanting to know more and tell stories and, and seeing this guy go on all of these different adventures. It was my first exposure to the world, right? Because mm-hmm. me living in India, mm-hmm. no real concept about what the rest of the world is like. Hell, no real concept about what the rest of India is like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so to to have this window, this access without even leaving my own home uh, to, to learn about other cultures, to learn about these other countries. Cause I think the first ever book I got was when he was adventuring in the United States. And I was just like, <gasps> mind you, I, I bet you anything culturally. Now there's a lot of things in there that are absolutely inaccurate and probably problematic. But even to this mm-hmm. day, I think it mostly. Hey, honestly, up. I think, you know, we talk about a lot on the show. I think we do, we just have to take a lot of stuff with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Otherwise, we just can't enjoy anything exactly. that we used to like. Exactly, <laughs> like, right? yeah. just, You know what I mean? It's like even stuff that's coming out now, yeah. probably it'll probably be like, oh, yeah, yikes, yeah. you know, in 10 years' time. So <laughs> I think there's like an agreed uh, blanket statement of like, we know, yeah. Yeah. but this was the stuff that, you know, uh, this is how we got it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I, but the, I think the, the positive of that came, it just opened my world up completely right and and i became an avid reader after that i became an avid uh, uh a passionate or, or someone who would love to travel and experience the world and see the as it is and i think that kind of fed into my the, the, my all of my other artistic ventures right be it photography be it uh uh, uh on trpg shows and performances it was all about going on adventures and telling stories um, and, 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 and really exploring this world together and learning new things. And so I think that really was the catalyst that propelled me in that direction. Um, and if you wanted me to go talk about the moment that I became your typical conventional nerd, uh, if I can add the term weeb to it, uh, was literally, <laughs> I think, the first day I landed in the United States, or the second day. It was the, day, the night we landed, and the next day, I got on Cartoon Network, and the first thing that was on was Toonami, and yeah. the first show that oh, was on yes. was Sailor yes. Moon, and followed Ooh. that by Dragon Ball Z, and those two. Yeah. Oh. I, I wish I. Oh, what a yeah! It was a great com- and funny enough. I loved the episode of Sailor Moon more than I did the episode of Dragon Ball Z. I will say I was shamed out of watching Sailor Moon. So I ha- I'm on a vendetta to one day sit down and properly watch it because, you know, being a young boy with other boys as friends, they're like, oh, you watch Sailor Moon? That's a girl show. I'm like, well, it's so cool, though. And they're like, no, you can't Hell watch no. it. And so I ended up becoming a Dragon Ball Z fan because that's what all my friends were a fan of. I still love that mm-hmm. show, but I think I would have been a Sailor Moon kid if I was given the opportunity to just explore it on my own. Uh, but yeah, that was like, mm-hmm. that was weed, start of weed kp that was when i really fell into animation and anime and all of that stuff so that was fantastic and man yeah that and then just things escalated and and snowballed into everything else that you see today yeah anime was like your gateway drug into nerdery oh my god yeah 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 oh yeah um yeah i'm curious i think honestly i did want to ask before before you jump in jasper i do want to ask you mentioned it depends on like how you look at what being a nerd is and how that can be a kind of a broad definition or a Mm -hmm, broad concept mm -hmm. especially these days yeah what uh, how would you define the term nerd like what is a nerd to you kp yeah it's uh similar to like uh, i was saying earlier that it's just something if you have something that you're passionate about, if you have something that you enjoy, that you love talking about, that you love experiencing, that you go out of your way to experience over and over again and wanting to just be in that space and have other people in that space around you to experience it with you, I think that's just a nerddom on its own, right? You can be a, a football nerd. You could be a uh, you know sports nerd. You could be uh, you know, a music nerd and, and so on and so forth. It's really just what is your passion and and 
that is it. exactly it's like what is your passion what are you passionate about right um i think that's mm-hmm. where that nerddom comes in that geekdom comes in um i think when you have it i feel like when you start having that sort of perspective about that term it feels much more healthy because up to that point mm-hmm. everybody seems like oh you're only a nerd if you do something very eccentric or, or, or pursue right. something that is you know not not something that is accepted by society or shot mainstream non-mainstream yeah, right which yeah. i don't think is the case i think you know yeah. It's, it's yeah i feel like maybe i might i might even say that like maybe geek for me maybe still has like a little bit of that yeah. like where i'd say like oh some of the things i would say are like geeky because i feel like they're slightly less mainstream Fair. interests that i have mm-hmm. you know what i mean um but i think the great thing though for me is just that like neither of those words have the same connotation that they had back yeah. when i was you know yeah. when we were growing exactly. up you know both of those words would be seen as like you know not like negative per se but they were kind of mm-hmm. a bit like oh right yeah you're a nerd or you're a geek okay yeah. what you know what i mean yeah. Whereas now I feel like I truly can't think of anyone in my life I would say isn't right. isn't a nerd exactly. or isn't a geek, exactly. you know, about something. Um, because I think maybe you know also with the invention of like things like social media mm. and everything i feel like you know we're, we're it's way more the things that we are passionate about and that we love are way more accessible uh-huh. to us absolutely uh you know they're at our fingertips so it's easier for us to geek out mm-hmm. or nerd out about uh our favorite you know our given subjects or whatever exactly because um, i, yeah, I, I think I'm it's pop- more about yeah, i'm sorry go ahead. oh i was just gonna say i think it's more about it's less about what you're into and more about how you're into it yeah. i think that yeah. i would say yeah Exactly. That, it's yeah. like the passion and the int- and the way that you engage with it yeah. more than just oh, you liked superheroes. Exactly. Like mm. I, you talk to any sports guy who's super into any mm-hmm. t- sort of sport, and you just like the moment you mention exactly mega, the moment you mention that term, a term from whatever their favorite sport is, and if they suddenly go on a giant diatribe of oh, you know this, this, and this, and this player, and that player, and this team, and their their scores and their statistics, and you're just like. Mm-hmm. that's a nerd there's that nerd. i i it it's so fun i had the other day this is a slight tangent but the other day i had the reverse of nearly every other of this of this of a, a very specific scenario mm. which i'd only ever had the other way recently which was that i was recently having a conversation with someone it was like a business mm. meeting having a conversation with them about ttrpg and uh stuff and like you know talking about actual play and all of this kind of stuff until one of us made a tangential reference to a football mm-hmm. and there was like a glint in both our eyes of just like <laughs> oh oh shit you're a football are you and then we w- realized that we were the same team yeah. and it was like oh well okay cool we're now best friends that's great but it was a very like int- it was like but i've had that exact thing yeah. where i've been like you know just like hanging out with someone and then you know someone will be like oh you know i'll cast prestidigitation or something and i'm like <laughs> oh sorry you said what now <laughs> you know what i mean it's like you know they make like kind of a throwaway yeah. comment yeah. and you're like oh, there it is yeah yeah that's you're you want to mind you want to mind yeah they're trying to like yeah. throw it out there and see if you'll get it <laughs> yeah true that's what i mean i think that it was quite it was quite fun to then i was like oh i had it the other way around but i think it goes to proving your yeah. point though that kind of all of these things can can house yeah. you know nerd derm and, and everything like that i think the only distinction um, i ever even found between and this might be just my own uh between nerddom and geekdom is nerddom always tended to me in my brain something that's more academics side of mm. things and then geekdom was much more sure. like artistic and like you know more pop mm. culture sort of a stuff and that was kind of in my mind oh, interesting the only yeah. distinction i mm. ever found but now both of them have become so interchangeable that it doesn't matter in the end i think uh, mm. you everybody understands when you say oh he's a nerd about comic books oh okay mm. i get yeah. it you know sure. i feel like people just don't yeah, care. yeah 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 um, CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
I think I feel like as well, like the words, um, because it's become so much more like socially yeah. acceptable to be either of those things. Mm-hmm. I feel like the distinction feels like less important yeah. to draw than maybe it once did. Um, but also just, you know, uh, what an exciting and amazing time. Like, I don't think that, you know, a younger me would have ever envisaged a, you know, no. future or a scenario like this no. where, you know, I wouldn't have to try and actively convince my friends to go and watch a superhero movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it, like that, I, I, that still blows my mind. I still remember going to watch the first Avengers movie and being like, and like all of my mates, like, you know, both my nerdy mm-hmm. friends, my sports friends, my, yeah. you know, ev- everyone was just like, yeah, sweet. When are we going? And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I like I had a I had a twenty five point like you know PowerPoint slides <laughs> to, to show you as to why we should go and watch this movie and you know and it's you like wasted I, I, my I time. Any of that? <laughs> yeah, truly, but glad to have wasted my time. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that. So one of the things that uh, we always find kind of fascinating, and I think is always really cool for you know people listening uh, at home to hear, is like how did you. Uh, you know, how did it first come about making any kind of transition into uh, working within this mm. industry, you know, uh, you know, professionally, semi-professionally, you know, to whatever extent um, that you have been in the past, and obviously, you know, are doing now, like, how was that transition for mm. you? And um, because I think it's, it's, a, it, it feels like most of the people we've asked, and Jeremy, I don't know if you, you could probably attest to this. I feel like it's been, uh, it's very different mm-hmm. for like everyone involved, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like the journey, that beginning, yeah. you know, the the kind of origin story of like, oh, my friend called me and once like, oh, do you want to be in this thing called an actual play? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what an actual yeah. play, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's very different for a lot of people. So I'd love to hear what it is for, what it is for you. I mean, honestly, uh, like, it's so funny that uh, first and foremost, you know, I'm fairly new to the space, fairly new comparatively to a lot of folks. My first exposure. I mean, comparatively, we're all new. Right, yeah, right. Like, I mean, in the sense of like. There is like, there's some full blown wizards. I've seen some full blown <laughs> real life white dudes with like beards, long yeah. white beards. You know, uh, who I'm like, okay, well, you've been here forever. We're all pretty new. <laughs> I started my first game of D&D happened in 2019 uh the first time i'd ever played i uh i didn't even know what it was about and um i don't know why I've, i even wanted to get into it um I, I, one of my friends was like hey we're gonna play this game up to that point you know the typical oh dnd is for super weird people who are kind of a little out there and not socially you know there and so so mm-hmm. like this weird stigma came about it right and i you know I, I drank that Kool-Aid for a bit until I was like, you know what? That's stupid. I want to try this out. Why? You know, this seems like something that's super fun. Um, and mm. one of my friends invited me to a game and first game I was hooked. I fell in love yeah. with it. And uh, that started me on my, like, it was like mid to late, Jul- late 2019. I want to say no, 2018. Sorry. End of 2018 was when I played my first game uh of dnd um and, and god i got so hooked that when that when that team that group got disbanded within like five sessions i was like well i still want my fix i still want to keep mm-hmm. playing this so i would go to like adventure league uh, all over the weekend to play it um and then right around then is when just to learn more about what ttrpg and dnd was about uh, i started listening to podcasts or, or you know watching live act live play shows that was what i learned about oh people do this as an actual performative art for other people mm-hmm. um and so i got into critical role and so that kind of gave me that exposure. i never heard of them no right they, uh, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're a good, small yeah, time you know they just kind of started a few years ago but you know hey mm. people seem to like oh, it cool. it's pretty interesting yeah. okay. so, say the name again uh, uh, uh crap what was it uh, crit- critical role that was it Critical. Oh, role. like okay. when you roll an actual yeah, twenty. Yeah, it's oh, very cool. clever. Yeah, they, clever. They were very oh, play on words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so it's like I'm surprised no one, surprised like, no yeah, one took yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think. Yeah. I think it's R O L E. Oh, yeah, it's a pun. Ro- it's a pun. But you know, it's like they're playing a role game. It's fun. Yeah. Oh my god, Matt's gonna kill me. <laughs> but, Sorry, Matt. Who? Uh, we actually had Matt on our show one time. Just some guy. Just some dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably different than the one that we had. Probably. Probably. They're all the same. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like that made me go. Uh, you know, as a guy, as a photographer, I've always been on the other side of the camera, right? I'm the one taking the photos. Mm. I'm the one doing the videos and stuff. So I never imagined myself, despite being a performative soul. Like I enjoyed being on stage. Like I've done some performance performances on stage when I was younger. Um, I never had the opportunity to pursue that 
beyond that, right? Um, always went more of a technical field most of my life. And then um, right around then, because of Critical Role, a lot of my photography started being about Critical Role. I was able to work with cosplayers who did that sort of stuff. And I think that kind of all snowballed into meeting other people in the TTRPG space. And out of the blue, uh, if you guys know Sailor Austin, Austin, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. I love her so yeah. much. And it was either Sailor or our DM, uh, bless her soul. Uh, one of them, Sarah, uh, invited me. He's like, hey, it seems like you're, you're very into this and you seem like a fun guy. Would you like to be a part of an actual play? I'm like, okay. If you'll have me, sure. sure. <laughs> and uh, it was me, it was Sailor Austin, Wasa Bote from, who lives in Australia, our player, our DM, uh, Sarah and Michelle. And we, and then uh, I don't think they're on anymore, but Atomic Firebird, all of us started a game of uh, Bubblegum Shoe. It's essentially like, think Stranger Things, but set in the 90s. And mm. a lot of those 90 vibes. And we had a blast. I really enjoyed it. And that just became like my, my drug. Immediately, I was like, this is amazing. I really enjoy this. Oh, my freaking God. And that snowballed into, you know, then I think my first long-term campaign I was invited to was on Made Gaming's channel uh, for a game called Coriolis. Our, our show is called Void. Game was a Coriolis. Think uh, Arabic Nights, but set in space. Uh, Sprinkling a little bit of Mass Effect in there, and that's that's our game. And oh my god, that was so much fun! And so that that just started fueling this need and want and craving to be a performer that I've always had. That kind of I felt like was was being suppressed. That I didn't even know I had this level of passion for. Um, and that mm. just exploded out. And I've just been very lucky in that I've had amazing people around me give continue to give me opportunities to to be a part of their story mm. and 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 tell these. Uh, these tales to other people so that that's me i think yeah yeah i think it's so wonderful i think the thing that i found so like intoxicating when i when we first got into space and honestly still even mm -hmm. now is like getting the, the accessibility to tell such a wide range of stories exactly. you know like you were saying all those different mm. you know influences and ideas kind of rolled into one to tell like this kind of beautiful unique thing mm -hmm. it's just like you just don't get that you know yep. you know myself and jeremy we're both from like theater backgrounds yeah. and it's you know mm -hmm. if even if you even if you're kind of working constantly you maybe do two three shows a year yeah, like that's mm -hmm. kind of like just just because of how long mm -hmm. you know if you're doing a professional theater show like how long they take from start to finish and you guess you could probably do some smaller ones but even then you're probably gonna end up doing a lot of plays yeah. that have already been done or mm -hmm. you know and so like to come into a world where you know the the reward in this in this space is the freshness yeah. is, the, is the newness is the yeah. is there something exciting something that people have never seen before um and like not having the same constraints of like you know budgetary constraints <laughs> or whatever yep. to kind of pull you know whatever or resources you know, to try and tell a story yeah. at all like the genres yeah, you can yeah. cover you could cover a whole oh. range in ttrpgs in theater Absolutely. you're kind of you're kind of limited to be honest yeah, uh unless you're totally. doing a bunch of puppets you know stuff. like that's what i mean and like you know uh like sci-fi gets mm -hmm. hard you know big yeah. monster stuff gets hard yeah. you know it's like it's uh, there's a distinct yeah, there's lack a lot of, of sci-fi theater yeah yeah, it's crazy. Do you know what? I actually this this is a fun little lord up. I did my uh my big kind of devised piece at the end of drama school was a, uh, a solo piece in which I uh basically did like the um Matthew McConaughey monologue from Interstellar. Ooh. Wait, this is way before Interstellar. Bear in mind, uh, it was just basically like I was this dude on a spaceship that had been cut adrift <sighs> and was slowly running out of fuel, and it was just me doing like like diary entries from like That's you know fun, uh, different points uh, it, on the ship and everything like that. Um, but I remember being like, yeah, this is weird. There really is like no other sci-fi theater. Like, yeah. So I think I did it pretty much out of like. I just want to see if this would work and if people would enjoy this. Yeah. Um, I say it's hard, and, yeah, but was... honestly, we're pulling it off. It, I don't think it's it is. Not. Like, yeah, we're pulling yeah, it off I in front of a is. computer screen and making people believe we're a sci-fi show, let alone yeah. having <laughs> even a decent you, budget. I feel like you could pull yeah. off something very believable and very beautiful. Mm. You need to basically take out most of the stuff that people like about sci-fi movies mm, and get yeah. down to like the core of like there's world building and dialogue and yeah, character. Exactly. We are not doing yeah. a bunch of wild effects. Exactly. Because we literally can't. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And that's, I think that yes. really provides an opportunity to tell a different sort of a story and, 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 and 
venture like we have to into different fields about, you know, essentially being what does it mean to be human but in space? Like what does it mean to be an explorer mm-hmm. of space and in you know meet and do all these sort of wild things that you know we yeah. obviously never yeah. going to experience in our lifetime uh hope i hope yeah. so we can yeah. well, yeah. we'll yeah. Say, highly we'll doubt say. one of my, uh, one of my yeah, teachers at drama school actually wrote and produced a play for the fault festival mm. uh, i think it was called like 253 a.m or something like that mm. the a.m standing for after man and the premise oh. was that all men had died and like the, the all of the characters were women who were on a ship heading to a planet that they thought might have men on it because the <laughs> the women were sad Aww. because initially they were like, hey, this is great. But then people were like, we actually did like men, though. Like men were cool. Like not all of them, but like a lot of them. Like, what <laughs> yeah, of them, like, a good like the main characters like, yeah. I had a brother and he <laughs> was great. Like I loved yeah. men. Wait a minute! And so they they were flying to another planet to try and find men and be like, "Can we oh. use your men, please?" And just work them into our species. Uh, but it was like a feminist. It was like a feminist piece about like the role of men outside of just like uh, traditional masculinity, mm. but just like what would you what? Because mm. I I think for some people there can it can feel like men are devalued. Mm-hmm. I think for some men at least they can mm. be like, "Well, you're saying yeah. you don't need us," uh, and people will be like, yeah, "We yeah, don't yeah. need you." And the play was like, "Well." but they're still people and like they they're good people a lot of them so we we miss i think it's a great that sounds like such a fun way to help kind of almost like refresh the definition of masculinity it's kind of like feels like that kind of an approach of if suddenly we lost all men and we had to rebuild men honestly i think it would be kind of helpful yeah. if we could just hit a reset right, button right. on masculinity yeah. you know what i, mean? I think like, i would be pretty down for that no, i think just no. like if we could just reset the definition of that hard, like wholesale and just like you know uh just just remove the tates of the world mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think that would be, like, <laughs> I think that would be really positive you know? <laughs> and i, uh, I, I, I wanted to just maybe go back and ask you guys this like i feel like we're all kind of mm as uniquely came into the space in, or maybe got to this point later on after a while where for me, especially as I experienced these, these worlds and and these stories that I was telling, it started becoming a great way to reconnect to my own culture that I felt like I've lost Mm. all this time Mm. and not be shameful of it. Cause you know, becoming growing up as an immigrant in the United States, uh, there was a, period in my life where I, you know, was ashamed of my heritage. I was, I didn't want anything to do with it Mm. because it was bringing me a lot of pain. People were, you know, I was getting ridiculed for a lot of the practices and things we do, the food that I was eating that my parents would send to, like my mom would send to school uh, with me. And so Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. getting the opportunity to use these new worlds to then start exploring those aspects of yourself that you were ashamed of, but now can reconnect with right uh, like the entire first uh like my first experience of D when i first played it was a very typical western fantasy style oh i'm a i'm a dark elf and that's all that's all it is right because that was all i was ever yeah. exposed to and that's all I was, what i thought i was limited to you know that type of storytelling when i first played which is great training wheels to start off on but then when i got the opportunity to do my first actual play and i wanted to go like they asked me like what is the story you want to tell what is the character? Like, who, who are you trying to embody and what is their story? It really opened up my mind to go, oh, well, on top of wanting to tell a story, I, you know, obviously this is also a performative piece. How can I set myself apart? What do I bring to the table that is unique about me? And that was when I, my first character was literally me from high school, but refreshed in a way of well what would have happened if i actually had a good high school experience what happened what it would be kp who had a great high school experience and was actually comfortable with himself (laughs) and his culture how would that have turned out and that wasn't that was such a cathartic experience um yeah i mean i i've said oh no sorry i I was just gonna say and that just carried over into every other form of storytelling that i've done since then where i was just like i need everything i do now needs to touch upon who i am from both sides of the aisle right from Mm. both my my cultural Mm. aspects here in the united states as well as my cultural aspects from india and the experiences of both and there's nothing shameful of either of them it's just now I get this opportunity to really explore one side that I kind of kept in the dark until now and almost 
It's mm. funny enough, everything I do, I kind of sometimes end up doing out of spite. <laughs> where, where I'm just like, no, screw this. I am going to do this despite people saying I shouldn't or cannot do it, right? Uh, and I feel like all, yeah, almost yeah, all of my yeah. creative ventures started out due to spite, but it turned out <laughs> great in the end. So there you go. Uh, spite's a fantastic energy yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I, I was going to say that one of the big, uh, you know, I've said this a, a few times, I think, but one of the big inspirations for me starting this was just like, I wanted to be more in touch with, yeah. you know, my heritage, and I wanted to feel like a bigger connection. And I wanted to talk to other people of color who had similar experiences mm-hmm. to me. So I could kind of, you know, start to piece together a little bit, like, you know, what, what other parts of my culture is, mm-hmm. you know, alike and, and, uh, and be able to kind of collect, connect to them, like you said, in a way that doesn't make me feel like ashamed mm-hmm. or awkward or, you know, whatever. Like I can um, embrace that that part of me that, you know, and it was why, you know, originally when we had Unati on the show, you know, I, I learned so much about myself, you know, through Unati because Unati is from, you know, I think literally like very close to the Zimbabwean border, oh. which is uh, my family's from Southern Zimbabwe. And so like, you know, it, like, and, but I don't have much contact with that side of my family. So I've never really had the opportunity to talk about those things and, you know, getting to like explore that culture and, and, and have contact in that way was really, really meaningful mm-hmm. for me. And mm-hmm. I definitely think it's enabled me to be, you know, a more kind of like, yeah, just more like open, yeah. uh, you know, to it and being able to embrace that and not just my own, but also other people's cultures, because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm just generally like, man, I want to play in a like Indonesian setting or, you know what I mean? Like I want to play in like a, you know, just because it's like, I, I, you know, the, the getting to embrace yeah. and, and enjoy the, the kind of richness of, of other cultures, I think is honestly like, you know, it's what, it's what I, for me takes, you know, fantasy and role playing and everything from like, you know, a, an incredible deep and meaningful level to like a, you know, semi transcendent yeah. level where you're like, wow, I'm really getting to escape into a world that I just have never visualized before. I've never come into contact before. And I think that's a really, really valuable uh, experience for me personally. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, for me, it's, I'm on a, uh, it's a similar thing where, the the opportunities to explore different aspects of yourself or different ideas uh that you like it's it's the it's the opportunity to flex a creative muscle Mm -hmm. that you rarely get to flex to the same extent in other forms of performance like in acting you can be very creative but there's all there's usually a limit yeah like you still usually have to say what they what they wrote uh and stand where they told you to stand and wear what they told you to wear and play the character at least somewhat like they wanted you to. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and so there's a lot less creative expression, I feel like, with something like that. But with this, it's like, yo, I can be whatever I want. And yeah. if if that per, if that is like exploring an aspect of myself that I don't really get to explore in my everyday life, or even exploring something that I've never experienced at all and saying like, mm-hmm. oh, how do my experiences map onto this situation? Like, what is it like to imagine that I am this person in this situation at this time? And uh, like you all were saying, all also experiencing fiction that is created out of cultures because i feel yeah. like learning the, the fiction of a culture can often tell you quite a lot uh oh, about yeah. the culture mm. in some ways things that you wouldn't learn necessarily by just visiting the place or learning about the history of the place like that i feel like the fiction that people would create tells you a lot about their actual culture and what the actual people are like yeah i mean because uh, yes, what we absolutely. do harkens back to the very a very core of humanity i think right of of storytelling mm-hmm. that that has been a part of our society from from when well when when society started forming where we would get around fires and we would have elders tell stories to us about gods about morals about how we should be and our connection to earth and the connection to the cosmos and and that is such an integral part of humanity and it's what sets us apart, right? It's what sets us apart from other creatures on this on this earth. And so having that opportunity to continuously have to do that, I think we lost those ways in our modern society. And we don't get an opportunity to do much of that nowadays, of, of having people gather around to tell stories together. Uh, and so to, to be able to do that, I think that's what's so powerful about being able to be in this TTRPG space and do what we do, not, not even in front of the camera, but just a group of friends coming together and telling these stories is so transformative. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So- I definitely think it's one of the reasons why I love TTRPGs as, as much as I do. And I think that they're so kind of like, 
honestly important mm-hmm. is because I think that we've kind of monopolized uh, the ability to tell stories nowadays because I think people think that like, oh, in order to tell stories, you have to be on like a big West End stage or you have to be, you know, in the movies mm-hmm. or you have to, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? But it's like, no, 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 the, the right of, to tell stories is, is everyone. Yeah. It's, and, and you reading a book to your kid, you putting on a play with your kid, you, uh, you know, uh, uh, telling your grandma's story, a slightly embellished version of something that happens to you during the day. All of those things are like intrinsic part of the sort of storytelling, Mm -hmm. you know, journey. But, you know, you're allowed to go deeper than those things. You know, you're allowed to dig deeper and find something a bit more rich. And I think that you definitely get the opportunity to with TTRPGs and um, I one of the reasons why i love them for yeah sure. and kp it harkens back to what you were saying at the beginning of the episode with about how when you read tintin mm-hmm. it was like you were being transported like that it's that mm. same idea like yeah. there you yeah. are being transported to a world that you didn't know existed that you'd never really had contact with before and suddenly your mind is like able to explore things Expanding. and experiencing things yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, and I, I, I think that it, that harkens back to like the core of what a lot of storytelling, like how storytelling really works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, We've done good work here today. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just so lovely. Like, look, well done. Look at us. Look yeah, at us so finding storytelling. Though, yeah. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, and I think a beautiful way for us to uh, begin to wrap this episode up. Uh, but before we go, KP, there is something very important that we always ask all of our guests, which is that we ask them for a tale from the table. Ooh. So basically, this can be a story from a table. Oh. Uh, and the only criteria is that it is memorable mm. in some way. It can be very funny very sad, very emotional, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but just something that stands out from you from either a past game uh, that you've played in or or like a stream or something, whatever you want. Jeez. I mean, every table has been so special. And, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, you know, what's the word, uh, you know, lays out fair with this. It's like every table I've been in, I've learned something new about myself knew about other people and how to connect with folks. Um, and, and every single one has changed me for the better, I feel, which is fantastic. And I think that's that's such a huge privilege that I don't know if other people can say they, they have. Um, but I personally have had that opportunity that any table that I've sat with, I've been lucky to be around people who are just fantastic in their own rights, uh, at least at the time how and what happens afterwards, I'm not in control of. But I, while we're sitting at that table and, and learning and getting this opportunity to tell all these stories has been so impactful. So I would say, though, the one that kind of sticks out to me is, as, as, and this goes back to you know, how, how you know, I approach my characters and storytelling affects me because I approach it as a way of exploring myself and exploring my culture that every choice that I make as my character is kind of a what if moment for me of what if KP was in the situation? How, how would he react? How would he be able to do something different? And it kind of teaches me more about myself and how I can explore the world. And one character that really sticks out to me is a character named Shurvi. I got the opportunity to play her a couple of epi- uh, one-shot episodes on, uh, now they're called Elder Eye Entertainment. Uh, used to be, they were called D4 RPG. Um, fantastic crew, great storytelling. And I, they invited me uh, last year starting uh, as guest on the show. And I created this character named Shervy, which she was a changeling bard. And her entire premise was mm. that she was found by a traveling companion of bards uh, in one abandoned in a, a, as a young changeling in one of the dungeons that they were in. They took her in and these five mothers that she had raised her to essentially be a, be a traveling bard with them. And while they traveled, they did adventures and, and, and stuff. And in one adventure, they had a mishap where the family got chucked across the multiverse and she got left behind. And now she's on this journey trying to go across the multiverse to find her, her, you know, her family. And what I loved about her is that this was a version of KP that's afraid. This is a version of KP that is uncertain, that has no confidence. But despite being in that situation of of not knowing my own strength, not knowing what I'm capable of, doubting what I am and what I can do, and not knowing that if I will ever even succeed, yet even despite having those feelings, still going forward, still tackling things head on and, and still moving on. And uh, 
it, it was so funny. The phrase came about so naturally once I got into this mindset. I never like practiced it, never intended it, never wrote it down. But her motto became one more step. One more step. It was this moment where she felt like the world was overwhelming. There was nothing she can do. And she felt rooted to the ground. And like the, the goal seems either so far away or just non-existent. And she has no idea where to even go. She's so lost. And this mantra that her parents gave her suddenly comes up and she goes, one more step. And just taking that first step and then going one more step and then just keep on just just, it's not even about how many steps have I taken? How far can I go? It's, let me just take that one more step going forward. And yeah. that will give me a little more courage to take one more step going forward. And then before you know it, you're well ahead from where you were before. And so, like I said, I never practiced that. And she then taught that to me. That character taught it to me. So yeah, now in yeah, real life, yeah. any moment where I feel similarly, where I feel like, I feel like I'm sure of you right now. Okay. Take a deep breath. One more step. And just yeah. going forward a little bit. And it just it just yeah. transformed how I approach things so many ways. Yeah, I think it's it, it's so beautiful when you can uh allow your characters and your um you know your experiences to kind of like you know, just like to relive them um yeah. you know through the game. Yeah. And I think that uh TTRPGs are such like such a good way of doing that. Uh you know for us and and like yeah like you said teaching these things that were like definitely in there the whole time yeah. we just weren't listening to them yeah. so mm -hmm. uh i think that's that's lovely and um you know if anyone uh, out there is 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 feeling like shovi right now and it's just, just one more step yeah. that's that's all it is one more step you can do it um absolutely love that kp thank you so much for giving up your time and coming on the show today thank you for really having appreciate me. having you here um uh, where can people find you on the internet if uh, oh, if they boy. if they haven't heard of you I mean, Crazy. <laughs> I, uh, seriously, thank you guys so much. And, and uh, if you're ever interested in, in anything that I do, um, you can find me pretty much any of the socials as KP11 Studios. I'm primarily, for good or for better or worse, primarily still stuck on uh, Twitter. I mean, refuse to call it the other mm -hmm. name. Uh, yep, we don't call it. It's, we don't refer to it, the other name because it's a stupid. It's just a letter. Exactly. It's, a name. it's, um, it's stupid. I yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm on that. I'm on Instagram. I'm on all the spaces as KP11 Studios. Uh, I do photography. I do TTRPGs. I do cultural consultation. I just love also sharing about my culture and other people's culture, and hopefully using that as a medium for people to be inspired for new things and new forms of storytelling and new ideas. So if you're ever interested in that, if you ever want to share your ideas, your stories, um, I would always love to hear it. It inspires me so much. And uh, it actually gives me energy to know that there's so many diverse people out there telling their things. Um, and uh, you guys got it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> incredible oh, uh thank you so much uh jeremy cobb where can people find you on the internet yeah you all know it's, it's jeremy cobb whoa Just, you, whoa you, that's you the know. quickest plugs ever yeah you know actually i will say you the know. other day i i did uh i was speaking uh i i it was for practical purposes i, I don't think i've ever done it before i googled myself Ooh. and the top thing that comes up is my twitter you so, haven't done that before no um well no i okay. did like a long time ago I think I did when sure. I was like a teenager or like a, in my early 20s or something. Mm. But it's been a lot. I time. Google you probably more than you Google you then. Because I Google you all the time. I'm just like, what, what kind of shenanigans? Right what uh, yeah. shenanigans well, that has might he been up to now? When I was typing in Jeremy Cobb, the autocomplete said feet. Was that you, Jasper? Was that? <laughs> hey, I refuse to comment. I refuse to comment at this time. Uh, no, but I'm hearing space. from my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i discovered the first thing that comes up is my twitter when i google jeremy cobb so i guess google jeremy cobb and you'll find me on twitter mm. there you go, there I, go. I, I feel like that just nice you could skip a step and just google I mean, search on twitter <laughs> now that you said it no, 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 it's too no. late we'll make it let's let's make it easy <laughs> yeah. let's, it's probably let's, more confusing on twitter okay. i think if you search on twitter oh, there's probably definitely. way more jeremy cobb uh, that's fair whereas that's if you just google jeremy cobb there. it's my twitter specifically ah, yeah see that's smart. yeah that's smart nice 
Um, I have been just William Cartwright. You can find me at JW underscore Cartwright. Uh, you can check me out on the current series of Dimension 20 playing Thorn Vale and Burrows End. Um, please check out, uh, thank you, KP. Uh, please check yeah. out, uh, the Rotating Heroes podcast as well. This is a show that I'm doing with Zakoyama. I will be taking over as DM from Arc 8, which Woo. by the time you're listening to this might already be out. Woo. So, uh, go and check out the brand new episodes. Uh, very, very excited. We've recorded those. I'm in the edit at the moment and it's sounded peachy very excited for you to hear it um and if you've enjoyed this the three black halflings you can find us at three that's the number three black halflings and you uh, on all the social medias and you can find us on patreon which is patreon.com forward slash tb halflings where you get even more three black halflings goodness in your life including lots of bonus episodes and hangouts and uh or, or exclusive votes all kind of stuff uh so go and check that out but please please um check out kp stuff all the links will be in the description below wherever you're listening to this uh so it's like one click away to go and follow and like uh kp's work and uh and i think that's probably all for us this week we will talk to you in the next one the next week just to be clear <laughs> that's what i was that was, that was what i was saying time, time so, is a shy of folk <laughs> yeah time is an absolute construct <laughs> yeah time is a flat circle you should do that as your next monologue your, your mcconaughey monologue uh, <laughs> nice time is a That was a HeadGum Podcast.